Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the third day of February. I'm Paul, and it's my pleasure to take this journey with you through the Gospel of Luke. We've been walking through Luke's Gospel for several months now. I think we started in early October of last year, and we're just taking our time enjoying this journey. Every Saturday, I like to tell you about the full sermon you can expect across all of our platforms on Sunday. This week, that sermon is titled, Resurrection and Life Everlasting. This was the sermon we ministered last week at the at our home church, the Garden Church of the Midlands in Irmo, South Carolina. This was the concluding sermon to our series on the Apostles' Creed. We're trying to root this new church, and I'm using garden terms a lot anymore just because it's been where my spirit is in this journey. Trying to root this in something bigger than something bigger than ourselves, something bigger than being new, something bigger than being different. And by bigger, I mean richer, fuller. It's easy to just be or to be an island or to try to define yourself through different things than other churches so that you find something unique. It's less common anymore to try and found yourself on something that makes you closer related to the other Christians, not farther apart. And that was a conviction of mine in this, was not to try and establish a church that was different than all the other churches, but to establish a plot of ground where people could come and grow as they are while being connected to the greater church. And so the Apostles' Creed has helped us to do that. We conclude the series. We started this in October, September, October. We actually started it right before we started the Garden Church when we were still having weekly Friday night meetings and then Sunday night meetings. We started the Creed. We rolled it right into the Sunday mornings. And then I took a break for Advent and Epiphany around Christmas. And then we were back at it in January. So Forgiveness, or I'm sorry, Forgiveness of Sins was the sermon you saw last week. Resurrection and Life Everlasting are the last two lines of the Creed before the Amen. I put them together because I don't see them being separate. Resurrection of the Body and Life Everlasting are a, a, a combination. We, they, co- they go together. We wouldn't understand what it means to have life everlasting without a resurrection. And this, this sermon looks at Paul's definition of resurrection through the first, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, both his extended passage about the physical being different than the spiritual. We also look at his statements about who gets to resurrect. We go to 2 Corinthians 5 to talk about the tent that dissolves and is swallowed up of immortality and also about the ministry of reconciliation and our role in it. We conclude the text reading by going to Lazarus' tomb to see what Jesus had to say about resurrection. And then there's a little postscript at the end of the sermon, the last five or eight minutes or so, I spend talking about trying to answer the theological question, why did Jesus have to die? And I just wanted to throw that in at the end of the creed as part of this thing that, that I'm trying to establish in our understanding of who we serve. It's more important than what we believe, but in whom we believe. And there's a lot about whom we believe. So check out the message that has a lot of rich stuff. I think you're going to like this. Resurrection and Life Everlasting is the title of the sermon. You can find it tomorrow across all of our platforms. If you like audio only, well, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can get Resurrection and Life Everlasting. In addition to the February 4th DDP, which is tomorrow, 
And if you like video, PWM is our YouTube channel, or of course, our website is paulwhiteministries.com. I also want to introduce you to another website. Our church website is up and running. Um, MidlandsGardenChurch.org. MidlandsGardenChurch.org. This is the website of our church plant, the Garden Church of the Midlands. Uh, it is a, it, it's, it's our first step, but it's our sort of storefront into what we're doing at the Garden Church. It includes an introductory video message about our distinctives. It includes our mission, the, the three W's I've talked to you about, weed, water, and weight, the things that I think are part of who we are, and then our foundational beliefs, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed. Uh, talks about our location and then starts to post our sermons. You can watch the entire series of our sermons uh, on the ad, on Advent season. You can watch our series of sermons on the Apostles' Creed. Um, of course, you can get all of those at our website, paulwhiteministries.com, but I'm just giving you another little option. And then there's a spot there for you to, if you ever want to come visit us, or if you want to donate to the church directly, if you are so inspired. Uh, we appreciate that. Okay, I won't share that all the time, but I, I did want to throw that out there so that you know there's another avenue for you to check in on what we're doing day to day. Today, we're in Luke chapter 9. I read a little bit of 3 on yesterday, but I want to reread it again. We're going to put 4 and 5, uh, 4, 5, and 6 with it today. Luke chapter 9, verse 3, Jesus said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff. No bag, no bread, no money. Do not have two tunics. And remember, this is Jesus in in context, letting them know that they're not going to have a lot of time. They don't take a bag because they're not going to carry along belongings or provisions on this particular journey. This is not to instruction for every journey because he gives different instructions later in his ministry. So this is contextually bound. Whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So, so they were essentially to rely on the hospitality of people. To stay in one house would limit the amount of time that they stayed in one place. I don't think it was Jesus saying only one house is worthy of your presence, but more like you're only going to stay in each town long enough to stay in one house. This is almost like one night stops. Stay one night, minister, move on to the next place. If they don't accept you, he uses the phrase, shake off the dust from your feet. And that's a reference to something that pious Jews did, strict Jews of Jesus' day, would, if they visited a Gentile city or Gentile lands, they would remove the defiled dust from their feet. The moment they re-entered the land of Israel, they would wash their feet so that they could ceremonially wash off the dirt of the Gentile land. Jesus telling the disciples to do this is a symbol that those who reject the message and the messenger that they bring are people who are aligning themselves as if they are not God's people. So that's the cause for that dust off the feet passage. Herod, introduced into the story as perplexed by Jesus, and we start to turn towards some pretty interesting miracles in this ninth chapter. We'll get to this tomorrow on the Lord's Day. We'll see you then. God bless.